top stories of the day. Understand the issues that matter. This is Manila Bulletin News on Web. Your quick rundown of top news in the country and around the world. Manila Bulletin, celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Be fully informed. This is MB Now, and here are your news on web. There will be an adjustment on the curfew hours in Metro Manila, except in Navota City. This is after Metro Manila mayors agreed to reduce the new curfew from 12 midnight to 4 a.m. They also recommended to the Interagency Task Force for the Management of Emerging Infectious Diseases the new age range who will only be allowed to go out of their houses. Our correspondent, Jeffrey Damikog, has the details. Metro Manila mayors have agreed to reduce the curfew hours in Metro Manila to 12 midnight to 4 a.m., except for Nabota City. According to Metro Manila Council Chairman Paranaque City Mayor Edwin Olivares, the agreement was reached with members of the Interagency Task Force for the Management of Emerging Infectious Diseases during the MMC's weekly meeting on Sunday night. However, Nabota City decided to keep its curfew hours of 8 p.m. to 4 a.m. Metro Manila Development Authority General Manager Giorgio Garcia meanwhile said the MMC has also recommended that residents aged 18 to 65 will be allowed to go out of their houses. But uh, we trust also the wisdom of the IATF uh, regarding po sa mga gantong uh, matters po. No? At ang uh, sabi rin ng mga mayors natin, hindi porkit nagbubukas tayo, eh, malilimutan natin yung mga health protocols. No? Nandiyan pa rin po yun at paintingin lalo ng ating mga mayors. Napakaganda po ng numero ngayon ng NCR. No? Bumaba na po tayo sa 6,100. More than 70% na po na wala sa active cases. No? Maganda po ang numero. So we want to maintain it. Kaya nga gradual po talaga yung increase ng mga lumalabas. At uh, sinisiguro po ng ating mga mayors na yung health protocols po ay masunod. Garcia, meanwhile, said proper arrangements will be set to standardize the roads to be used by bicycles, which is turning out to be the preferred mode of transportation by metro workers. Katuwang po namin dito ang DOTR at uh, DPWH. Uh, sabi ko nga, uh, madami tayong sinisimula. No? Ang mga local government units natin, yung mga bike lanes na rin, kasama po sila pag-usapan namin yan kagabi. Kung mapapansin nyo, sa San Juan, yung Ortigas Avenue, idediretso ng Mandaluyong yan hanggang Pasig. No? So ang ibig sabihin lang po, ang ating mga LGUs po, may kanya-kanya ng bike lanes. Ang problema, yung connectivity. No? That's why ipapasok po ang national government. May plano po tayo sa EDSA. Pero hindi po natin ito ilalagay ng basta-basta pintura lang. Kailangan talaga may safety at uh, alam naman po natin, madaming pasaway din mga drivers. So we want to protect the, the riders. No? Malaking tulong po ito. No? Ito yung ating pinupromote po ngayon, ang paggamit po ng uh, bisikleta para yung movement po ng tao, eh, at least kahit pa paano, uh, mapadami ang mga mode of transportation po nila. Meanwhile, the Metro Manila Council announced that all cemeteries will be closed from October 29 to November 5. For MB Now, this is Jeffrey Damikog reporting. Fredo has criticized the request 
of presidential spokesperson Harry Roque for the Okta Research Group to stop publicizing the recommendations on the pandemic response. The Okta Research team, composed primarily of faculty members and alumni of the University of the Philippines and the University of Santo Tomas, has been regularly issuing reports on the COVID-19 situation nationwide. Roque said the group does not have the same number of experts working with the Interagency Task Force on Emerging Infectious Diseases, and his statement came after the Okta team recommended to implement stricter lockdown measures in particular areas where there are said to be an increase in COVID-19 cases. During a weekly radio program over DZXL, the vice president disagreed with Roque in discouraging the local research group from publicizing their recommendations. Department of Interior and Local Government Secretary Eduardo Año said motorcycle taxis will help alleviate the woes of commuters as 75 to 100 percent of the workforce have gone back to work with a gradual opening of the country's economy. With a one-seat-apart riding capacity rule for public transport, Año estimated that around 400,000 commuters will be stranded as shops and other business firms start to operate. Anyo assured that barriers separating drivers from passengers will remain as a requirement to prevent the transmission of COVID-19. For added safety and health measures, Anyo or encouraged the regular motorcycle taxi riders to have their own helmets, although requiring such is not mandatory, but merely his suggestion. Anyo stressed that having to require passengers of motorcycle taxis to have their own helmet is unthinkable since it will be an additional financial burden unnecessary in these trying times. He noted that helmets provided by motorcycle taxi operators to passengers should be disinfected frequently. The DILG's chief also added that Congress has passed a resolution that allows the motorcycle taxis to operate under a so-called pilot project while awaiting the approval of the franchise. In the event of a surge in COVID-19 cases, Anyo emphasized that motorcycle taxi operations will be stopped. As another precautionary measure, Anyo encouraged motorcycle taxi drivers to conduct their own temperature check before taking passengers. The Department of Health has reiterated its call to parents to take part in its upcoming missiles and polio vaccination campaign that is set to start next week. DOH Secretary Francisco Duque III said that the protection of children against vaccine-preventable diseases is equally important during the time of COVID-19 pandemic. The government's immunization campaign will be rolled out in two phases. Phase 1 will be conducted from October 26 to November 25 in Mindanao, Cordillera, Administrative Region, Ilocos Region, Cagayan Valley, Mimaropa, and Bicol Region. Phase 2 will be conducted in February 2021 in the Visayas, Nash, National Capital Region, Central Luzon, and Calabarzon. Children from 9 to 59 months old will be given missiles rubella vaccine, while those 0 to 59 months old will be provided with oral polio vaccine. Duque said that these vaccines have been proven safe for the past decades. The Philippine Pediatric Society also urged parents not to delay their children's vaccination against these diseases.
The Philippine National Police is eyeing a visit to every college and university across the country, not to discourage students from joining rallies, but to recruit them to join the police service. PNP Chief General Camilo Pancrasius Cascolan said the move is part of the effort to recruit the best and the brightest among the next breed of policemen in the country, citing that the salaries of policemen are now competitive with private companies. Over the years, the PNP has been re-strategizing the recruitment of its personnel amid the perennial problem of the involvement of rookie policemen in illegal activities. Past PNP leaders tried to entice degree holders to consider entering the police force, but most students back then still preferred to work in private companies. But with the competitive salary and benefits for the PNP, Cascolan expressed confidence that they would be able to recruit academically prepared college graduates. In Metro News, Manila gets DOH award for COVID-19 response. PASIG implements PASIG Pass at City Hall starting today. No EDSA U-turn slots will be closed this week according to the MMDA. More from this report. The Manila City Government received an award from the Department of Health Metro Manila Center for the health development and its response to the coronavirus disease 2019. In a Facebook post, Manila Mayor Francisco Escombrano Dumagoso thanked the Manila Health Department and City's six district hospitals for their service amid the pandemic. Manila has two molecular laboratories where patients can get free swab tests at Santa Ana Hospital. The city also has two drive-through testing facilities in front of San Andres Bonifacio Monument and at Quirino Grandstand and five walk-in testing centers. Two mobile testing clinics also make rounds at two barangays per day. Health workers from the city's district hospitals are also insured hazard pay and endowment benefit of 1 million should they fall to the deadly disease. Pasig City Mayor Vico Soto urged residents to sign up and download their own Pasig Pass Quick Reference or QR code as the implementation of the city's new contact tracing scheme within city. The local chief said if the initial implementation of the city hall will go smoothly, the city council will pass a measure expanding the implementation of Pasig Pass to private establishments. The QR code-based contact tracing solution aims to further boost the city's contact tracing efforts amid the pandemic. The use of Pasig Pass is not yet required in any establishment or office in Pasig. The Metropolitan Manila Development Authority announced on Sunday that no U-turn slots along EDSA will be closed this week. MMDA is scheduled to close gradually 13 U-turn slots along EDSA until December to make way for a new bus lane. The agency already closed the North Avenue U-turn slot last September 28 and the U-turn slot in front of Quezon City Academy on October 12. Assistant Secretary Celine Pelago, MMDA spokesperson, said they will soon announce the third U-turn slot that will be closed. Here are the top news in other parts of the country. Angeles City to release 19.74 million pesos in additional bonuses to City Hall employees. Tourism in Bantayan Island reopens as new airport to start operations soon. And 34 new COVID-19 cases registered in Caraga region. More from this report. The city government of Angeles is set to release 19.74 million pesos additional bonus for its 1,316 city hall employees despite the coronavirus disease pandemic. 
This was announced on Sunday by Mayor Carmelo Lazatin Jr., saying that the incentive are for those who worked hard in the delivery of services, particularly its program on relief operations at the height of the health crisis. Lazatin cited the importance of releasing the bonus and other incentives for the year as a means of ensuring that the employees have financial security amid the pandemic. Commercial operations of the Bantayan Island Airport are set to start by the end of 2020. With the ongoing construction of the airport's 1.2-kilometer runway extension project located in Barangay Okoy, Santa Fe Town, the airport will be able to accommodate 60-seater commercial planes. Considered as the paradise of the north and cited as the most visited tourist site in Cebu province by the DOT, Bantayan Island, particularly the town of Santa Fe, is highly reliant on tourism which is why Cebu Governor Gwen Garcia reiterated her stand on gradually reopening Cebu's tourism industry to help the local economy bounce back. The number of coronavirus disease cases in northeastern Mindanao or Caragay region continued to rise with 34 new cases recorded. According to the Department of Health Center for Health and Development, Caraga region now has a total of 2,225 confirmed cases of COVID-19 with 778 active cases and 96 deaths. The DOH also disclosed that Caraga region also has a total of 1,351 recoveries. In World News, U.S. 2020, Trump visits Nevada and California while Biden campaigns in North Carolina. Thigh pro-democracy protests continue under state of emergency. And Saudi woman makes world's largest coffee painting. Let's watch this report. President Donald Trump and rival Joe Biden hit the ground to swing states that will decide the U.S. election as the campaign turns increasingly vicious 16 days before voting. Trump hopping on Sunday from Nevada to California and then back to Nevada for a day of rallies and fundraising before moving on to Arizona on Monday. He also plans rallies later in the week in Pennsylvania and North Carolina. An infrequent churchgoer, he attended services on Sunday in Las Vegas where the congregation prayed for him. Meanwhile, Joe Biden, a practicing Catholic, attended Mass with his wife Jill at their church near Wilmington, Delaware, before walking outside to visit the grave of son Bo, who died of brain cancer in 2015. Limiting his own campaign itinerary due to pandemic concerns, the 77-year-old Biden then flew to North Carolina for a pair of events. Tens of thousands of pro-democracy protesters take over a major Bangkok intersection with posters bearing the faces of arrested activists, defying a ban on gatherings and stern warnings from authorities who have escalated a crackdown in recent days. The youth-led movement has suffered several blows this week, with scores arrested after demonstrators surrounded a royal motorcade and flashed a pro-democracy salute to Queen Suthida during a Wednesday protest. The government reacted by imposing serious emergency measures, banning gatherings of more than four and allowing for the arrest of protest leaders, many of whom are calling for the removal of Prime Minister Prayut Chan-ocha, a former military chief first brought to power in the 2014 coup. Saudi artist Ohud Abdullah Amaki has created the world's largest coffee painting, becoming the first woman from the country to achieve a record title single-handedly, according to the Guinness World Records. Ohud Abdullah Amaki used expired coffee to illustrate renowned leaders from the kingdom and the neighboring United Arab Emirates for the 220-square-meter piece. 
Al-Maki expressed hope that her accomplishment will contribute to empowering the women in Saudi Arabia and beyond. It took her 45 days to finish the gigantic coffee painting masterpiece. In entertainment, Ariana Grande will be releasing a new single and album this month. On her official website, Grande posted two countdown clocks, one for her single and another for her sixth studio album. The first countdown ends on October 23, while the second ends on October 30. The pop diva also posted a cryptic post on Instagram Sunday, which shows her typing the word positions on a keyboard. Earlier, Grande also tweeted that she can't wait to give her fans her new album this month. In sports, some were probably wondering why coach Tim Cohn kept Japheth Aguilar on the floor even though Barangay Inebra San Miguel already had the game won against Morocco last Sunday night. After Inebra's 105-91 victory at the Angeles University Foundation Sports and Cultural Center, Cohn revealed he let Aguilar out on the floor the whole time for him to get in shape. Aguilar finished with a game-high 20 points, scoring 9 during a 9-minute appearance in the fourth quarter, something Cohn said he's nothing or something he rarely does. But Cohn explained that having such exposure, even in a blowout contest, could bode well for Aguilar in the long run since the finals most valuable player of last season's Governor's Cup entered the bubble only days before the restart. And it has resulted in averages of 9.0 points and 3.0 rebounds in wins over NLEX and Blackwater. Ginebra is hoping that would be the case as it enters a stretch of difficult games against tough opponents. The Kings return to action on Wednesday against the Phoenix Super LPG Fuel Masters, who opened the conference with two straight wins. Next is Ginebra's Bobble Classical Showdown with Magnolia on Sunday, followed by a clash with another sister team in defending five-time champion San Miguel Beer on October 30. In 1994, PBA team Swift Mighty Medes shocked Philippine basketball when the entire team, including their coaching staff, entered a playoff game bald-headed. Find out the reason in today's episode of Sports Chat, airing at Manila Bulletin Sports Facebook page and here at the Manila Bulletin Facebook page at 6 p.m. right after MB Now. And those are the news on web today, October 19, 2020. It's 66 days before Christmas. For more news and details, get your copy of Manila Bulletin newspaper tomorrow or log on to www.mb.com.ph. You may also subscribe to our newsletter through the link on this video's caption to have the day's latest news delivered to your inbox. I am Barbie Atienza for Manila Bulletin celebrating 120 years of timely stories and timeless truths. Join us again tomorrow. This has been MB Now. Be fully informed.